Hey everybody, welcome back to The Daily Rebound. This is the finale episode. Today I got Randy, KT, Brent. We're all going to talk about the Golden State Warriors, the number one team in the entire NBA as well as the Western Conference. This is going to wrap up our 30-day series covering all 30 of the NBA teams. And I'm really excited to have them all on. And I'll go ahead and start off with Brent. If you want to just let the listeners know a little bit about you and then um, we'll go ahead and, and move on to the next person. Yeah, uh, how's it going? First off, uh, rebound um, and great job, Big. By the way, um, with all your you know, your day to day posts on the NBA and the news and everything that's going on, there's a lot that's happened. Um, my name's Brent Green. Um, I actually am a uh, I, I like to call myself a, a NBA uh, connoisseur of, of some of some sort. I, I pretty much have collected memories <laughs> of the past <laughs> at least 25 years of, of NBA and the greats and some of the not-so-greats and the stories. And I just, I've just i been playing basketball probably since I was in, like, third grade. So um, uh, basketball is just a sport I love, period, just regardless of whatever else is going on in the world. And it's really good when we can see uh, really great teams and a really great league uh, come to fruition. So... Um, all in all, you know, I, I've done some some posts with with Victor on, on the Rebound Station uh, previously with Anchor, so some of you may know me through that. Um, but I'm really happy to talk with these other two guys that are here um, and, and get their input and get their uh, you know kind of pick their brains for for you know what's going on with this team and with the league and period with the league period and, and what's going you know happen in the future. So great stuff, thanks, Brent. So KT from KT Nation. Let the listeners know a little bit about you, man. Hi, what's up, everybody? KT here. Got to say a shout out to Victor for uh, definitely being on the grind, putting 30 days working. And thanks, Victor, for the uh, the episode today on the Spurs. And, guys, I also renamed my uh, my brand. I'm also Touchdown now, but you guys can still call me KT Nation. I'm still good with it. Got, anchor, uh, got a nice anchor following going. Got a podcast, Touch Clutch Opinions, Apple iTunes Review. And uh, I'm actually the Spurs fan here tonight, but... I'm going to be definitely supporting the Warriors. <laughs> but I'm definitely supporting the Warriors. I, I definitely appreciate, you know, they're getting the system done right, you know, win championships the right way. And uh, look forward to talking about, uh, as Brent echoed, the league and the Warriors tonight. So Great. That's a little bit of, a little bit of me. Awesome. Thanks, KT. And Randy, All-NBA Podcast. Tell everyone about yourself, man. It, uh, Randy in the All NBA podcast. I've done two episodes with Victor. It's been an honor um, to really watch him uh, to do this uh, series, Thirty Day Thirty Teams. Now he's been really crushing it. Sometimes there's moments where you don't have anybody on and you still hold it down and talk about teams that you might not necessarily be a fan of. So I respect that heavy. And I just look forward to having a good conversation about the most talked about teams for the last past three years, along with the Cavs. So I would love to hear your guys' perspective, and I look forward to adding to it as well. Great, great stuff. Thank you all. So, yeah, like I said, I'm really excited to talk to all three of you guys about the Golden State Warriors and also just to have you all on to talk basketball for the finale episode. And let's go ahead and just start diving right in. And feel free to jump in anytime. I, I don't really um, know how you guys want to to go ahead and just kind of give your opinions, but just go ahead, feel free, and we'll just we'll see how it goes from here. All right. All right, so uh, I guess I'll start it off. Uh, actually, you know, I got a question for Brent. Uh, this this might be interesting. I'll just spice it up here. So, Brent, what <laughs> what are your expectations after you know they signed Curry to that max deal and uh, Durant? You know, he took a pay cut. Any thoughts on that? You think it was the right move? You know, to help the balance of the team and really show that Durant cares about moving forward with the Warriors. Um, that was a um, great question. I think. I think it really shows that, you know what, I'm going to back up here. People give so much skeptical <laughs> skepticism towards Kevin Durant when he lost against the Warriors, uh, what was it, two seasons ago in the playoffs, and then, you know, all of a sudden, boom, he jumps to the Warriors. And I don't give that, I don't get that as a sign of disrespect, of loyalty towards Oklahoma City or, you know, the team that he played with or their management or ownership. I, I see that as a player 
that knows how to play the game right, but is playing with other players that may not play the game right, and he sees a team that does play right, that and he has the opportunity on top of that to lead to go to that team. And um, I think that's really all he did. You know, I think people try to make it way more complicated than it really is. And when he thought about it, and, you know, I think if you were in that same position, I know I would, if I was like, well, dang, this team just kicked the crap out of us. And they did it, you know, I just watched them do this literally, and they did it completely the right way. I would want yeah. to go to that team, too, because they know how to play right. It's like going, you know, to your best team, the Spurs. They know how to play right, period. So why not go to the team that would want to go, that would want to push that with you that's already a great team? I mean, obviously, he makes them beyond a super team almost for right now in this period. But to me, that was the obvious choice. But I think a lot of the fans and a lot of skeptics try to make it negative when I think, honestly, just you just, you know, coming to yourself and going, hey, I think this is the best team to play for. Not only because they're a good team, they like to have fun. Obviously, they play right. They pass the ball. They can pass first more than shoot, even though, you know, you got two or three players that score over 23 a game. And that's what he did. And that's what happened. And he ended up being the best player on that team. And that's just how it happened. You know, I think he was just in a perfect place and in a perfect time to make that decision. And a lot of people are going to hate on that or whatever. But I think that's really all it was. You know, it was a really, really probably simple <laughs> situation for him to jump into that made sense. And I don't see how anybody who loves the game and that was a former player themselves at any level would not, you know, respect that decision by Kevin. And I think they'll do well this year, you know, on top of that, even with Cleveland making some changes. I mean, Cleveland and Boston making some changes this year. And yeah, Brian, I agree completely because, you know, KD, you never know when your next championship is. You know, you got to always savor the moment. And now that he's got a couple, well, one, right? I think it's one. My bad. I can't remember. I think it's just one. But now that he's got his first one, you know, he, he can realize, okay, I can take this step back to help the team progress forward, and then the young talent can come in, you know, in next year's draft maybe, or the next superstars out there in the, the wildest free agency next year. I think it's going to be <laughs> crazy. I mean, everyone's yeah. everyone's leaving. <laughs> For sure. What are your thoughts on that, Randy? Um, when it comes down to his move, I, I, I agree uh, with them. It's... Uh, I like to think about it like whenever we're like to our context when we play pickup ball and we lose to the team that's been running the courts and maybe <laughs> one of their players leaves and they say, hey, you want to run with us? And you know you got to wait a long line before you get back on the court again. You know, of course you want to play with them. But you're going to want to say, yeah, let's, let's ball up. Let's, I'm, I'm going to be with this team. I have a good chance of playing more basketball. And when you play with the Golden State Warriors, you're playing all the way till June and you might get a chip out of it. So I'm not mad at Kevin Durant at all. Yeah, I, I, that's that. Yeah. That's a smart decision. I mean, you know, also you got to think about your career, too. You know, when's the next time you get here, you know? And yeah. although the Golden State Warriors are, you know, they're good now, you just never know. Injuries could derail you in the playoffs, you know, late regular season. You just never know. And that's, that's the greatness about the NBA. It's unpredictable every single day, you know? Yeah, not only that. I mean, now we've come into an era where players, you know, I mean, not players, but top-tier players can almost decide where they want to play. So, you know, you can't you can't control what they want to do. I mean, they're just going to do whatever makes sense. And as a player, you know, just like Randy said, you're going to go with the team that you know can ball. Why would you go with the team that you know is going to – someone's going to hog the ball all the time. Someone's going to make a poor pass. Someone's going to always, you know, have poor defense. The coaches kind of suck. You know, why would you do that? And um, – yeah. It just happened to just lay out just perfectly right for Kevin Durant. So I don't see why people want to hate on that. It's just, it's just Can I add something real quick? Yeah, for sure. Um, and the thing, the funny thing is, you know, we live in a, a very microwave generation where everything's about now. Everybody freaked out now. In the grand scheme of things, if we, when we go 10 years forward, Kevin Durant is going to be the first of many players to make these kind of moves that are going to be controversial that we're going to forget that he even did this. Like, I, the way the league is going, the lack of loyalty and consistency, you know, the days of the Larry Bird staying with the Celtics, 
Spurs, whole generation, the Kobe Bryant to the Lakers, Magic to the Lakers, those days are over. And I, I truly believe when it's all said and done, we're going to see how many championships Kevin Durant won. And it's, we're not, none of us is going to care whether he made that move or not, or if it was disloyal, or if it was um, a grimy move. I 100% agree. Yeah, I mean, I, that's a pretty fair assessment, honestly. Yeah, it was good, Randy, I got to admit. Yeah, that's that's, Thanks, that's where all the the big name NBA analysts and all star Hall of Famers that that's all they really care about is championships. They don't really care or mention how how you got them. And so, yeah, I completely agree with that point. And and yeah, who knows? I mean, maybe Kevin Rant would have never won a ring if he wouldn't have moved teams. So, I mean, all props to him. <laughs> you know, that's that's a highly possible situation that him and Russ and um Serge Ibaka whoever else was on the team I don't think I don't think they would have uh had the window to win it I think they were close but you know the Warriors kind of proved that all wrong for them so I'm I think he made the smart move ultimately and you know what I also thought about this too uh guys Russ I mean although he had no sidekick you know to win a championship if Kevin Durant's there he doesn't win the league MVP guaranteed it would probably be Harden or Kawhi, so I mean, yeah, I feel I feel like for us, that's a legacy changing move right there. You know, although I didn't get the championship, at least I got a league MVP, and you broke, uh, you know, the triple double record at forty two, which is incredible. I think he went; he didn't even sit out a game, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure, or maybe he sat out one game. Yeah, I think it might have just been one game, but that dude, man, averaging a triple double that was that was crazy the whole year. And that's great. And that's great for his brand. We're all about the brand and the business, and that that boosts his brand. His name is notoriety. It's a win-win. Definitely. Yep. Totally agree. Yeah. So. But uh, back back to the point with um about the original question about the money, um with Kevin Durant taking less for the team. I think uh, Kevin Durant understands the principle you have to give to receive, and you know he probably could have took the max and still got could have got the majority of the players signed back to the roster but I think it was his way of symbolically saying like I'm willing to do what it takes for exactly. us to continue to join for the long term and you know with, with a couple mil in the grand scheme of his Nike contract is you know all the commercials and he, that's nothing to him let me send this, uh, this this vibe of I'm here to sacrifice even though in technically it wasn't really much of a sacrifice but it's the, it's the feeling of I'm here for you guys and the, those guys the, the Iguodalas the Sean Livingston those guys get to feel like you know what you know I'll, I'll take whatever contract they're going to give us and now i can get a little bit more so it worked out yeah exactly randy that's what i was just thinking uh to randy's point had he not taken the pay cut we have no andre iguodala we have no sean for sure for sure those two guys are gone yeah and those are, those are, two. Um, those are critical critical yeah. points to the team winning like super critical that's your bench. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say, like, if you lose those bench players, you know, who's going to take the rest when Curry and Durant are tired and Draymond Green's balling out on D? And although Clay Thompson struggled in the playoffs, that man can still shoot. You know, who's going to, you know, take the place when these guys are playing upwards of 45 minutes a game in the playoffs? Do you need that rest? You know, that's pretty, it's pretty critical that you got Livingston back and. And, you know, it, it It may not seem like a lot, like a, a key player, but at the end of the day, it matters in the playoffs. So that's, that's a team that they'll make the playoffs guaranteed next year. Oh, yeah, for sure. And not only those two, I think I think that ended up keeping JaVale McGee as well. Um, oh, yeah. Super, super crucial. <laughs> I mean, he did so well. And if, you, if you've known the NBA like I know it, everyone – makes fun of JaVale McGee before he takes the Warriors. <laughs> I mean, have you seen Shaq in the pool? He's like Shaq in the pool, like a two-time MVP for Shaq in the pool in the last five years. See, him or DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> yeah, he came over there and he just changed. He's just different. He's, he, he's like, okay, I understand what you guys are trying to do and I'm going to try to do it, you know? And no one makes uh, a player that that isn't, that always plays subpar play the level that he's played. I've, I haven't seen anyone do that besides, you know, Steve Kerr and what the Warriors are doing. So I give them kudos for just, you know, turning him into a serious player because he always had potential, but he never looked serious at all. 
and now, you know, he's, he's kind of a threat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Draymond Green can just run up there on the break, throw the ball to the ceiling, and the guy's going to catch it and dunk it, you know, get a foul or whatever, and he can make free throws as well. So, I mean, I, I don't know what they did with Jamel McGee, but they, they transformed him literally. So, without, you know, Kevin Durant taking a pay test, he wouldn't be here the following year of 2018 as well. Yeah, you know, as we as we kind of dive into the off season now that we're we're pretty much uh, done talking about last season, you know, they did win the championship. They did have the best record of the NBA, sixty seven wins, fifteen losses. But now moving on to the off season moves they made, I know you guys kind of touched on that. But I'm just going to rattle off a few names, and I want to know who do you guys think is one player they could still win the championship without that they either brought back or added onto the roster this off season. So. To start off, they brought back Zaza. They also brought back David West, Sean Livingston, Iguodala, Swaggy P, a new addition, Nick Young. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> Omri Caspi. <laughs> That's probably going to be the one, right? Uh, Omri Caspi, of course, Stephen Curry, and Kevin Durant. So which one of those you guys, you guys think is worth not having on the team for them to win the championship again next year? Uh, yeah. Well, I got to go with, uh, yeah, honestly, I, my heart says Zaza because of what happened to Kawhi, but I got to go with Omar Caspi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Randy? He, just, he, he, he adds, he adds, uh, Omar Caspi, uh, 100%, because he, he has, he adds, he's good, he's not bad, there's nothing wrong with him, it's just that all those other players play a very specific role in, like, in the grand scheme of shooting, where uh, Omar Caspi thrives in three-point shooting, you know, he's He's a uh, sixth, seventh best on the team, easy. So you know he's a good addition. If anybody gets injured, you know, if Sly or Swaggy P gets um, suspended doing something stupid, but uh, <laughs> they can do without him. He's, he's a great addition. I, I like the just you know just to add another shooter, which is cool. That's what y'all do, but don't necessarily need him. It's no knock on him. Just they're just they're just that deep. Yeah. What about you, Brett? Um, this is a hard. Well, not really a hard decision, but. I'm going to go ahead and say um, probably Omri Caspi. Um, I think without him, they would definitely still win. Um, you know, maybe not win, but go deep into the playoffs. Nick Young, obviously, my second choice. Um, the fact is that, you know, that his salary is $5 million for 2017 and 2018 is, is ridiculous. But there's going to be points where if he is, if he can stay engaged, He's going to be that that person that when everybody is off, hopefully he can make those threes and you know break people down and get it to the three shooter or whatever. So I, I, I'm going to put a little bit of faith in Nick Young, even though I've never done that, <laughs> um, and just say that you know Omri Caspi is probably the person that they could have won without. I don't know what they would you know who they would put in aside from him. I think you know if anything. He, he creates depth um, for a small forward position because they only have so many small forwards, and then a lot of the other people are one through three that are just completely interchangeable pieces. They can play point, almost point, all the way through small forward. So, Omikaki um, is liver die threes, um, just like we said earlier. Um, so, I and with all their three point makers, I don't think they really need a, a, another person that lives and dies by the three that's not as good as. So I'm going to go with him. Yeah, I think I think everybody agrees. <laughs> being yeah, only But I also do want to say, though, I think he has some potential to be a, a big surprise off the bench this upcoming season. Sure. We saw last year he broke his finger. I think it was his thumb, and then he got waved right away by the Pelicans. So I think he still has um, a decent shot on playing some significant minutes, like important minutes. But if he doesn't, if he doesn't play healthy, then yeah, he's probably he's probably going to be the least important of the the free agency signings they made. But I also want to ask you guys about Andre Iguodala. You know, he's another year older. We we did see him kind of returned to form in the playoffs this year but we did see him struggle a bit with the back injuries the previous year when the Cavs won the championship do you think he's going to be able to still be regular Andre Iguodala for this team and be able to um, 
supply all the defense and everything that they've depended on him for the past few years now? Do you think he's going to take a step back? Uh, actually, believe it or not, I think this is where if Steve Kerr plays the, the pop card, uh, he rests Iguodala the right way during the regular season and, you know, limits his minutes, uh, excuse me, minutes, like on some of these games that don't matter with the Warriors win by, let's say, 55, which it could happen. And I think Iguodala, he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll be rested enough for the playoffs to make a deeper run, and he always delivers solid minutes and is a good mid-range guy, I think. And he can always play the post if he needs to. So I think I think he, even with all the you know the back problems and all, I think he'll be fine. And, and if, even if he doesn't, you know, perform the expectations, just being a solid role player to help out the, you know, the big four, as I say, with Clay, Draymond, KD, and Curry. I mean, that's four all stars. I think I think they can uh, they can live without you know the highest expectations of Iguodala. Just him being a solid role player will definitely, you know, keep the Warriors relevant, not just in the regular season. But those late, you know, late push games too in the playoffs. Yeah, unfortunately, the NBA uh, regular season isn't what it used to be as far as competition. So you can do a lot of things strategically to keep Iguodala rested and you know healed up to the point where like he'll get his little minutes. But once you know they'll, they'll set him up to the point where once playoffs starts, then he can start to take on heavier loads than whatever uh, injuries or um, you know him being older can uh, won't be so much of a factor because of the way they strategically played him throughout the year. So he's, he's one of those veterans where that's what you do on purpose. You let, you let Swaggy P get heavy minutes on a, on these uh, regular season nights against Utah Jazz on a random Thursday. Like you, you do that on purpose and you, cause you know, to be honest, the regular season is like, it's not, it's, the, the games don't mean as much as they, you know, before, for, for whatever reason, teams understand that you need to have energy and be well rested for the playoffs if you're a serious contender. So, you know, there's so many nights that you can handpick and say, hey, look, you could take a, take a 10, 15 minute play and, you know, we'll put you on the bench and you relax. So no, he'll be fine. Yeah. I, t- I totally agree with Randy and, uh, KT over there with that. I think that um, Andre Iguodala's role as just specifically a role player will play out way better than what anybody is thinking. And um, with the, with the depth of people like we just mentioned, like Omri Caspi and Nick Young, he's not going to have to play as enough play as much because they're going to use people that actually have experience. It's not like they're going to throw out a rookie in his spot and expect them, you know, and expect you know, excellence from those people. They're going to put out Omri, Nick Young, um, I hope, hopefully not George Young, but, um, you know, but they're going to have enough depth to rest him. And hopefully he does play a pop card, you know, with him and rest him enough because he's going to be great if you put him in hurt, put him in tired or whatever, but you do want to save him for right around the playoffs. And they're not going to really be caring about the regular season records. I, I know that they'll do well, and they'll definitely probably try to shoot for the highest seed just so they can have, you know, home court advantage. But whatever that minimum is, whatever that threshold is, is probably what they're going to shoot for, and I think they'll do fine. They can sleep and get home court advantage. Warriors on this one. I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm really not a, a big Warriors. Like I don't. I don't like pure dominance, so I, I want to see one of these teams at least put some type of pressure on them in the West with all these new things. But the reality, I'm not a hater, but the reality is they're just that good. It's crazy. KD, I really do think KD's about to have a, a, a unique type of season. He said when the finals was over, he didn't want it to be done because he was still on fire. He's like, what? We're one, we <laughs> done, we, one and five? I'm, I still feel like I'm a shooter, like whatever. So I expect him to go off this season. It's going to be easy money for the, for the Warriors, unfortunately. <laughs> I like yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm sad about it. Like I just, I, mean, yeah. I, I, I hope for one of these teams to come up and really step to the plate and really cause some type of friction. That's what I need. I'm a basketball fan. But if that doesn't happen, I understand. I get it. You guys are built like that. I mean, to be honest with you, Randy, you're pretty much right. Unless, like I said, the only two teams that I could see challenging the Warriors are my Spurs and the Houston Rockets because of all the moves they made with Paul and Harden. But that could be dangerous, too, because they just traded Patrick Beverly away, and I feel like that was a key piece over there. So unless those guys, you know, start waking up, uh, it's going to be an easy walk here for the number one seed, at least for the Warriors' home court. So uh, I couldn't agree more. I know, Randy. 
<laughs> yeah. Hey, JT, to your point, man, I was I was pretty mad when I saw that they traded Patrick Beverly. I'm like, that's your that's your cornerstone of defense right there. What are you what are you thinking? Can't go all offense. It's not going to work. So I, I you know I wish you know the Rockets luck with all these big moves and then trying to say you know the all out warfare and you got to have all these top top guns, but. Sometimes it may not work out that right, you know, work out that way. And I think just it just I feel like with the Warriors, it just happened to work out right. Just like the Bulls, just like the Lakers teams, just like some of the other teams, it just happened to be perfect. Sometimes it just happened to be perfect. You can't just create it and make it out of nothing. It just worked out that way. So I hope, you know, I wish the best of luck for Patrick Beverly, but I still wish you're on, on the Rockets, man. Yeah, I mean, Harden must have told management, you know, only offensive players out here because, I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, that man, he only plays all. I mean, sometimes, I mean, he's definitely improved a little bit on defense, but man, nothing nothing crazy that, you know, uh, Rebel about. <laughs> yeah, so what do you guys think now? We see this whole Kyrie situation oh, yeah. going on, and do you think – I believe it's going to be finalized finally after this whole drama <laughs> this week here. But do you think the Cavs... It's finalized. It is finalized for sure? Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. Finally. Breaking news, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Shout so, out to Woj. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So with that move now, Cleveland having IT, Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, finally a starting small forward for them, as well as the uh, probably a backup center in Zizic and just those guys because i'm not counting the pick yet because he's not yeah, that person yeah. not going to be here next year or this upcoming season but do you guys think that does enough to help compete against the warriors in the finals because we know cleveland's probably going to get there for sure uh before we can get to the finals i love to see uh, personally i would love to see Kyrie be his old team but <laughs> i mean that's a, that that'd be a, that'd be some story yeah but yeah the, the, the way it looks right now cleveland's set up huge to make another Eastern domination run, and just like Randy, I'm going to echo the same point. It's a cakewalk over there. I mean, who's really other than the Celtics? Maybe the Wizards with the backcourt, but other than those two teams, the East is nothing. I mean, the Cats can just run the East pretty much until if LeBron ever leaves. That's pretty much it. But uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like the Cavs now with it. I mean, yeah, he's a little smaller than Kyrie, but he's dangerous. I mean, you put that man in the mid-range game. You put him in the open court with his ball handling skills, they're balling. I mean, Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie was good. Just, I mean, he's good on defense, but you give IT the ball handling skills and LeBron on his team. I mean, he's, I remember LeBron and IT were fighting over stuff when they were, you know, opponents. But I think they'll they'll build up together, and that team. I mean, they still got huge, and they got Crowder now. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Who else they have? They got they still have they got uh, Kevin Love. Yeah. Kevin Love, oh yeah, Love. As long as Love stays healthy, though, Love's got the Love bug or something. But he, he's never healthy. Corver, they're solid. I, they got Shumpert. Oh wait, Shumpert leave. I think he's asking to be traded. He's yeah, I heard about that. Oh, Have I worked out for them? Yeah, it's soap opera over there. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I think they'll. As long as they got their core, I think they're solid. Honestly. Yeah. Hey, one sec, guys. I got to add Brent back in. He he accidentally hung up. Yeah, take your time. Okay, one sec. All right, guys, we got Brent back on with us. What's up, Brent? What's up, Brent? <laughs> What's up, guys? We're uh, talking about Cavs right now. Yeah, so we're talking Why? about. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to see if they're going to be able to have enough firepower to beat the Warriors this next year. And and KT had some good points. Um, Wait here, Randy's take two on on this. Alright, so look, we've been we've been agreeing way too much, right? So I'm, yeah, when I when I made when I made the statement about the Warriors cakewalking, I was talking about the West. So, you know, I told you I have a dislike for the for the Warriors when it comes down to it. So in my opinion, I believe that this even though there's a lot of drama, we don't know about IT tip, um, you know, it just seems like a lot of chaos. But, you know, I'm a big fan of, like, like uh, how the narr- how the NBA uh, really spins narratives and things like that. And I think that they're propping up uh, the, the Cavaliers as this huge mess, right? This, this humongous mess where the, the office, the, the, the relationship with LeBron is torn. He's going to L.A. All these storylines at that point to the Cavs being this, you know, this team that's breaking down. And I promise you with that motivated I- IT, 
uh, to pair along with, with LeBron James. Uh, I think he's going to be able to bring this team together. This is, the, this is constructed by the best team that he's played with, period. The fact that they got Derrick Rose as a backup point guard, the years they had Delhi um, as a backup point guard was a real big thing. And I know Derrick Rose isn't what he used to be or anything, but in a backup point guard position, uh, he fits. He'll fit very, very well, in my opinion. I think um, if there was no replacement for uh, Kyrie Irving and Derrick Rose was put in the starting position, I would think that's terrible. We don't need Derrick Rose starting. We don't need him playing big minutes. We don't need none of that. But as a team's constructed, you, you, you lose uh, old Richard Jefferson and you fill in a young Jay Crowder who was probably LeBron's toughest defender in the East, period. And you have uh, Mon Shumper wanting to be traded, so you can turn that into some more pieces to help fill out your roster as well. I, I think that, you know, if I'm going to put my Illuminati, uh, NBA Illuminati, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. conspiracy theory, and just say that they're building it up as if this, that the Cavaliers are this, you know, broken down, you know, dysfunctional core group. And to me, as I look at the reports, it, it's always been this way, but they've just been just that good of a team. And I think that the story this season is going to be LeBron puts them together. The team chemistry is amazing. IT is looking for revenge. If he battles the Celtics and they defeat them into the playoffs, they go to the Warriors and they actually put up a better fight than they did last year because he took somebody out the lineup who didn't want to be there, who wanted his own team, who asked for a trade after winning the first championship, you get that negative person out your group. You have a motivated IT uh, with revenge all over his lips. You know, he's already been the underdog. He's already been the 60th pick. He's already been 5'8", everything against him. I believe that this is all building up to a beautiful narrative how LeBron saves the day and goes to war with the Warriors. But that's just me. Shout out to 5'8". <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So Brent, what do you think? Do you uh, think do you think the Cavs are going to have enough to to compete? I, I honestly like Randy's narrative because I mean I've always been a fan of the underdog, um, and I think that the fact that they kind of you know quote unquote shook the hater off of their team as far as oh, you know I want the limelight, I want this, I don't want to be on LeBron's shadow, you know, yeah, 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 type of thing, and and got him out of there that quickly is a good thing. Um, you also still have IT who's still motivated. He's still hungry. He's still 5'8", and he's still going <laughs> to fight. You, know? um, you can't really take anything away from him. So as long as he's able to, to get reached, which is another thing that I had a conversation with Vic about earlier in the week, is the fact that he's 5'8", and LeBron James is always the one finding somebody from the other side of the court, it might be really hard. So we're going to have to run picks with Kevin Love and J.R. Smith just to get Isaiah Thomas open for those catch-and-shoot threes. Or he's going to have to get on his own and maybe pass it back to LeBron and do, you know, the triple pass um, to make it happen. I think it is going to turn into a, a great narrative for Cleveland, but I don't know if it's going to be enough to put him over the hump to beat the Warriors because you, you're dealing with a bunch of hungry people versus a bunch of superstars that still probably are hungry, especially since they just lost two seasons ago, and they're going to end up playing more than likely the same exact team because <laughs> LeBron, it seems like wherever he goes, he's, he's in the finals. I mean, he can almost go to freaking uh, Charlotte. You know, Charlotte, <laughs> he didn't go to the finals that year. It doesn't even matter almost. So I, I agree with Randy. I think it is going to turn out to a narrative. I just, I'm just really, really not 100% sure that they'll be able to beat them when they get there, but they're going to kick the crap out of the East Coast. I, I do. I totally believe that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I pretty much agree with everybody. Unless, like I said, the only way they... What's up, Randy? <laughs> I said, dang, I was trying to get everybody to disagree. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I had, you guys. No, I mean, I, honestly, like I said, the only way is if Kyrie really feels like he felt something over there, but he really wanted to get traded, and unless he comes out with vengeance in the Eastern Conference Finals and, you know, puts up, like, 55 points a game and starts averaging ridiculous numbers. Uh, I mean, they have Gordon Hayward over there on the Celtics. i like to see that, too, combination work. But as long as K-Love stays healthy and doesn't catch any love bugs and, and Smith's, you know, hoops, I don't really see – the Cavs really having any problems, man. I mean, it's. I'm, I'm not saying it's a, it, it was a. Just, just to get back to the Warriors real quick. 
how do you guys feel? Uh, do, does anybody have a specific opinion about Clay Thompson? I think Clay Thompson is going under the radar, and I have a very specific uh, point of view, but I'd like to hear if y'all think that maybe Clay Thompson might be uh, playing that Kyrie role pretty soon and saying, look, guys, you guys got enough over here. I want to do my own thing. But what do y'all think about that? I mean, first off, if Clay Thompson's on the market, every team wants him. I mean, the guy can still shoot no matter what anyone says. And, and honestly, I think Clay. In this next year's wildest free agency that's expected, he might just be like a Kyrie and be like, in the offseason, if they do win their championship, it's my time to, or if, even if they somehow lose in their championship, it's my time to step away and build my own franchise. And honestly, he could go anywhere and play can shoot. So I really think next year could be the year he leaves. But I think Nolan Clay, I think he'll, I think he'll give him two more years because I feel like Clay. He, he was struggling in the playoffs. I mean, there were games, even against the the Spurs, where I just saw he didn't have his shot. It just wasn't there. I don't know if that was fatigue. I don't know if it was an injury, but it just wasn't it's there. Still so. It's still one. It's still one, I mean, it's just, cra- <laughs> it, it's just crazy. I mean, the, the weapons they have in that team is so crazy. I feel like Clay will have to kind of have to weigh his options. Do I want more success and stay here, or do I really want to leave this paradise and go to somewhere where I'm not going to be back in the playoffs or even I may not make the finals ever again. So it's a tough decision in my opinion. Yeah, I think it'll come down to him making the same decision that Andre would elevate and it's going to be like, okay, I can get paid a bunch somewhere else and then I'm going to play with a bunch of cats that I do not know that may or may not play basketball the way that I'm used to playing it, which is pretty much you know, 90% the right way. And he's going to have to face that demon himself when he gets there. And you know, he's going to, everyone knows he's going to get there. And if those other guys, Kevin and um, Steph and Draymond, I'll count Iggy in, if they're all there and he decides to go, then you're going to know which side he went. He's not going to be as successful. I don't, I, I don't agree because he's not like, he's never been a star, star player. Even in, even in college, he's just always been that guy that you catch him on fire, he's doing a stay on fire, and he's had some ridiculous numbers over the past three years, but he's not a standalone superstar. I mean, he can, he can you know what I mean? you got to catch him off the fly. He's a flasher. You need a point guard that's going to pass him the ball. He's not going to be able to create and break someone down and get layup and three-point shot. And, I'm sorry, in uh, three-point plays. He's a, he's a he's a, a pick and pop shooter, mm-hmm. and he can't get on fire. I'm not going to say he's like not good or anything. He's great, but he's not can't create his own shot as well as the other guys. You can see you can watch any clip from last season's games, and you can see that he cannot create his own shot even with the screen. As far as going towards the hole, now if he's backing off the screen and doing a backup, you know, three or whatever fadeaway. He might take that, but I bet you seventy percent of those shots, you know, went in. You know, not not like eighty or ninety percent. So, um, yeah, I know. he'll have to make that decision, and, and he shouldn't make that decision to leave until those guys are gone or have done something. They should stay the way they are, you know. But that is my opinion, <laughs> you know. So, um, yeah. Before you answer, Randy, I was I was just going to say I think Clay is kind of like this new school player coming into the league. I feel like. The new guys, the pick and pop, you know, not as so much the, the passers, but more of these. Like, I think these teams that are, you know, I'm not going to say they're down the toilet, but these teams down at the bottom, like a Suns team or like a, I don't know who else is down there. I mean, or someone in the East, like, uh, let's say the Hornets who have been struggling, but they got Kemba. But still, I feel like that maybe that he could fit into there, but at the same time, would he really want to leave a paradise, you know? I mean, He's got he's got a mate over there on the Warriors Island. I mean, it's really gonna be a hard decision, so I'll let Randy answer that. Yeah. All right, guys. So look here here's how it goes, man. <laughs> so again, I do not I when I speak about these uh, narratives, I, I never believe that the NBA fixes games as far as like who wins and loses. I never think that. But I do believe that they create narratives to keep the league as being at the height of uh storylines and topics. And I think that those things are uh, Swayed, you know, kind of mentioned like yeah, this. This would be a good storyline. Let's go with it. And, and to me, they've 
promoted, like they 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 allowed Clay Thompson to go under the radar, where you know they would have these little segments about how um, upset he is when it comes down to his performance, and you can just tell that um, he's getting to a place where he's starting to realize where you know these guys can do very very well without him, and um, I you see him overseas having a good time, missing dunks, and you see him just having a party, <laughs> dancing, funny, being weird, and just his whole happy-go-lucky. But to be honest, to me personally, it looks like he's really miserable. It's like, Haha, I'm winning championships, I'm doing this, but like it's all like shallow because he knows that he hasn't been producing as proper. And I think that plays a big part into what he does moving forward. And, you know, like you said, he does need a point guard, but, you know, the Lakers do need a, a two-guard. Uh, over in LA, he's got a pretty decent point guard at the end of the day. So, you know, if you ask me, I truly believe that eventually he comes to the point where it's like, it's been fun. I've been enjoying this. We got yes. two, we got two down. Um, y'all don't really need me because, uh, I struggle to produce well within, uh, this, all this firepower. I kind of, I kind of come second, uh, come third with KD and Steph Curry. And sometimes we go dollar goes off for Draymond and, you know, I have my little hot games, but I really want to spread my wings. I want to really put up my shots and, you know, to see him forget Paul Jordan. Let's let's get LeBron and uh, Clay Thompson over to L.A. That's really good at popping. <laughs> and you know Pops played for the Lakers back in the day, so why not go back to the original? <laughs> I'm trying to tell oh, yeah. I'm trying to Yeah. That's I my perspective. I would, I would love to see that happen for him because we need to shake it up. You know, they're going to be so dominant next season, I think, the, the league's going to be in need of a shake. If they truly do sweep through everybody, even the Cavs, and, like, LeBron dismantles the team by leaves and it's this big, terrible meltdown, they're going to need something to shake it up. I think uh, Clay Thompson is that guy. I, I truly believe, I, you know, I'm not someone who knows everything, but just him, he looks like he's like he's dead inside. He's having all this, like, shallow fun. He's doing these weird yeah. dances, and I don't, I don't believe that he's really having fun. Like, it's almost like I'm getting drunk, and I'm... So kind of upset that my career sucks, but nobody notices because we're doing so great. And it's like it's like depressing a little bit. It's like, dude, you need to go find your own team. You know, the Lakers, I said they need a team guard, but I'm biased, so whatever. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not playing his hand. I got you emotionally. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I can see it. I can see it. And you know what? Sometimes, actually, before I get to my next point, uh, you're right. Sometimes these guys, they feel like they have too much success time, too many times. And they're like, all right, I got so much success, just forget, I'm going to have fun now. And sometimes that could lead to the soap opera. And I was thinking, I think, Vic, I don't know if we talked about this ever, I don't know if you mentioned it, I was thinking we have unconference playoffs. I mean, I think that would be a cool idea, but yeah. I, I think the league, the league's against it, I think. I mean, I, I, was, I was thinking if we're going to talk about Explain what that is. What is that? Oh, like, there's no Eastern Conference playoffs and there's no, oh. like, Western Conference. It'd just be, let's say you have the, the best, let's say the Exactly. So the Warriors be one seed. They play somebody, let's say sixteen. Yeah, they play the sixteen seed, kind of like the uh, college basketball playoffs, but yeah. or the NCAA tournament. But I, I don't know. I, I guess because of traveling restraints in that first round, they couldn't do it. But if that were, if, if we see this more dominant, you know, package, I would consider. It. I, w- I would be all for a petition. Like, let's have unconference playoffs. I mean. I'm all. It just be the West and Cavs and the Cavaliers. <laughs> the West plus the Cavaliers and the Boston. <laughs> Unfortunately, hey, see, that would make the Cleveland Cavaliers get eliminated way too early. I don't think you want to see that. <laughs> you think so? But then, it, then but then they we may could not have be ready. They may not be uh-huh. ready. What if they have to face them really quick, as opposed to really late, as normal? No, nah, but if we if we if we, if we look if we look if we look at the standings as constructed, uh, the Cavaliers even with being the number two seed in the East, they might be at number four seed in yeah, the West. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So they won't even see the Warriors until a little later around anyway. And I think they they have the capability of beating some of the lower Western Conference teams. So I don't know if I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, I think even if they are a four seed, they'll probably take care of business against what a uh, yeah a thirteen team seed. And then they'll play, you know, some eight, I don't know, uh, five seed. Let's just say, for example, it's the Clippers. And then they should take care of business. And they'll probably see the Warriors, what, in the semifinals or if we're having unconference playoffs. So even it really won't make a big difference. But I see where you're coming from, Brent, because you just never know in this league sometimes. And I mean, sometimes they call it the no boys allowed league, the NBA. I think, I think you know, this is this is real talk, and I think 
I mean, that's the thing. Does the fan base want to see Warriors Cavs for the next three years? That's another question. Me personally, they do. That's the thing. The Rays do say they do, but Randy and I guess me, I would love to see a shakeup. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it, it's what the yeah, it's, it, it is what the fans want. I guess. I mean, Warriors Cavs. I mean, the ratings were up the past, I think, two finals. So. That's yeah, pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah, especially with social media hyping it up, the people who don't care nothing about basketball legit know who mm-hmm. Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James are. Like non, real non basketball players. People I'm talking, they're buying tickets. Like they're going to the game off the strength of the hype of being there and being able to post on their Snapchat and saying, "Oh, I'm at the game," and literally don't know what a backcourt violation is. <laughs> Here yeah. we go, Warriors. Testology. <laughs> So how have the the Warriors been with the, with LeBron at point guard? And like they're great. They're like what? That's not even the real case. Like they have the Jimmy Kimmel sections where they like purposely <laughs> mess up things about the team. And there's way too many people that have no idea what yeah. they're talking about. So yeah, you know we're in a hype generation. If LeBron ever goes to the Warriors, that would be the ultimate kill mode. And I think uh, then the ratings should go down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, I'm quitting basketball. Oh man, hey, you know guys, well, imagine what city in Marbury in China. <laughs> you know, I do I do want to touch on one thing that, that no one had mentioned about the Clay situation real quick. They tried to trade him two or three times now that we know of. So, I mean, exactly. that might factor into to him leaving in the next year or so. Because I heard that they might have even traded him for Kyrie this offseason. And, like, what oh, the Kevin heck? Kevin Love a couple years prior. And Kevin Love, exactly. So... And who knows how many other times they've tried to include him in a trade package. Maybe even for Paul George. That's kind of the rumor I heard out there as well for um, this upcoming season. That maybe they looked to move him and get Paul George now. And then re-sign Paul George. So I thought I thought that was probably some evidence that is pointing to Clay ultimately leaving the team in the next, next year or so here. But um, yeah, I love all the conversation and the different different takes that you guys have on the both that situation and the the one through 16 type of playoffs so as we kind of get closer to wrapping up here i want to ask everybody's predictions for next year do you think the warriors win it again and then do you think they maybe have an even better record now that they have a full season together and if everyone stays healthy they do you think they break that record they 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 got 73 and 9 a couple years ago all right, I'll, I'll make my. I, I, this is tough being a Spurs fan. Of course, I want to say the Spurs win, but uh, I, I really think unless unless Pop Pop or the Rockets can do something crazy in the West, and unless LeBron pulls the all LeBron miracle, I just don't see how they don't win it. I mean, they're the perennial favorites going into the season. As far as the record, I think with the fact that Curl will probably play the the rest card a little bit more. They actually. I think they changed some of the resting rules of the season, but like, you can't rest certain players on like certain big games. But right, even then, right. and even even then, I think I'll be fair. I'm going to give them a good shot at seventy and twelve. I think that's a that's a fair assessment. You know, I don't think they're going to go all out for you know, let's say seventy five and seven or you know that kind of number. But I'll, I'll give them a good seventy and twelve, and I'll give them a ring too. Nice, like that. What about you, Randy? Um, I believe, I truly believe that we're about to see um, a Kevin Durant MVP season like no other. You know, he won that, that uh, MVP season that one season, but I think this is going to be uh, something just a little different. I think he's going for the crown of saying, like, yeah, not only did I beat LeBron in the finals last year, I did it in beautiful fashion. I shot the dagger in the face, and this season coming up is my way of expressing that I am the number one guy. You know what Give LeBron the best basketball player on the planet, but not only am I the defending champion, but I outclassed him in the in the in the game. And that's debatable and an argument, but I think that they're going to have an amazing year, and I think they by accident like have one of the best seasons of like all time out of boredom. <laughs> like we'll be in them by accident. We're like we can really get a couple win streaks together, and maybe beat the most win streak record, and then go undefeated in the playoffs, and maybe even beat the all time record. So you know, seventy plus wins. And it's looking really crazy. So, I mean, it's just, it's unfortunate for a Lakers fan like me who just wants to see them go to war with people. But the reality is, I just think KD, that addition of KD, I think he's 
that's a bad man and he's about to express it on a whole other level because I think the narrative has been focused on LeBron James and the Cavaliers and it's kind of disrespectful to the to the Warriors and I think LeBron's gonna I mean KD's gonna definitely put his stamp on this season and say look that LeBron era is dead he's out of here he's gonna make his little business moves next season I'm showing loyalty to a team that I just came to and I'm about to play my lights out <laughs> yeah, nice. before we like get to that. Brent's comments, if the Warriors go 98, no, I mean, I'm dropping the mic. I mean, that that, that would be, <laughs> I mean, I'm dropping the mic and, and being like, is there any way we could stop this, you know, to the league? I'm like, 98, no. I mean, no one no one can do that. But uh, if that happens, that is going to curse them if they go 98, you know, bro. <laughs> I know, that'd be crazy. Is that what it has to be? 98 now? Yeah, 16 playoff wins. That'd be crazy. That's Plus awesome. the 82. Wow. Nah, they're, not being the they're, awesome. they're not being the Lakers' record. I can't I can't be on the record uh, co-signing that. The Lakers lost the one to Iverson in game one in the finals, and they almost went perfect in the, in the playoffs. So nobody's being that because I'm biased. <laughs> All, right. All right, Brent, what's your take, man? Uh, my, take is, my take is they go... Um, between 60 and 65 wins this year, I think that with, with, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, guys, but I think that with, with what people have learned and with what, what management and ownership has learned, um, in the last two years is that you have to rush your key players. Hopefully, they're taking notes from, from my boy KT's coach, uh, Um, Popridge who I truly, truly, truly admire. And they're going to rest key players. Um, and they're not going to be able to rest them because of obviously the new little rest rule that they have going on. But they can substitute them. So suit them up, but don't make them play the whole game. Duh. That's, how, that's just how you do it. You suit, you suit up Iguodala, you suit up Curry, you suit up, you suit up Thompson. But you're going to let all these other guys play after the first quarter. They lose the game, whatever. Um, and you're going to still let your players rest while letting your fans see the players that they want to see. you got kids that have never seen the NBA basketball game that want to see Steph Curry, that they want to see Andre Iguodala, they want to see Kevin Durant. Let them play, you know, the first quarter and, you know, maybe two-thirds of the second quarter, maybe a third of the third quarter, and that's it. And they should be happy, you know, and there's, there should be nothing wrong with that. And I think that they go 60 through 65 wins, to finish the season. I mean, they're a great team. There's a lot of little sleeper talents out there, you know, in the West Coast that can they can hurt that. And um, I think with 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 um, with the management that the Warriors have, they're going to be able to figure out which are the which which of these teams out of our first, you know, whatever number of games do we really need to beat to to let them understand that we can't be messed with. And those are the teams, hopefully, that they let their all-star future Hall of Famers play. And with that being said, I think you're going to end the season with a 60-65 to game win uh, total. You're going to be first or second, and I would assume that they're going to shoot for the first, even if it happens to be the last 10 games where they have to gun it with Houston or Portland or... You know, um, San Antonio. San Antonio. Sorry, KP. San Antonio to get to the, uh, you know, to get to the point where they have um, position as far as home court, you know, advantage. And then they're going to take off from there. I think that's what they're going to do. I think they're going to win the next championship. I think there's a little too much drama going on with the East right now as far as, you know, them, you know, Boston and Cleveland and Washington. Um, I don't really don't really count a fourth team for the East Coast because all I really see when I think of the East Coast is just those three teams. And um, they're going to go ahead and go ahead and win that win that series because they they've done what they needed to do. They kept their team pretty much the same. And when you yeah. when something's not broke, you just don't try to fix it. And there's there's that's that's that that. that that um that phrase sticks for so many years because it makes sense. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And you can't worry about what Clay's going to do next year or two years after that. Yeah, he probably will leave, but 
he's not going to be able to say that he was on a team like he was like he's been on for the last five years ever again. Even after he leaves and makes you know a hundred million dollars or whatever, he's not going to win championships either. So at the end of the day, I think you give them a sixty to sixty-five win total. They get to the playoffs. They're either first or second seed. Even with them not having home court advantage, I still see them winning because they can win when they want to. They have those type of players, and they know that. And that's why people are on their teams making pay cuts because they know they like they're like on the court with these people. Like, man, I can beat the crap out of that all day. So why should I, you know, why should I even worry about anything else? And once they communicate that to their management, their manager, their management's gonna know. Okay, I'm gonna arrest this guy, arrest that guy. And we're gonna chill and just just breeze right to the sixty sixty five total. We're not trying to break the Bulls record. We're not trying to do anything. All we're trying to do is win the ring because that's what really brings in money for the GMs and the ownership, and that's what's really gonna create everyone, you know, to be able to make a bigger contract later in the, you know later in their career, regardless of what team they go to after if if, if or if not they decide to stay with the Warriors. So, um, I you know. Overall, my predictions are the Warriors. Overall predictions before the playoffs, sixty to sixty-five wins. Nice. I think that's a fair. I think it's a fair assessment. The only thing I got to say, though, I mean, if they start getting too cute with that win total, you got to remember, guys. Not just. I mean, my Spurs. Yes, we've been. I think we've got what twenty or twenty past twenty seasons, fifty plus wins, and a crazy. Like we're always around the sixty, sixty-two range win total. You get too cute, you might lose that home seat, the home advantage. But, but you're right, Brent. Though at any point they could gun it and in the playoffs and just torture everybody. You know, home court yeah. out of all the teams in the league, that's the one team that, and maybe the Cavs in the East, but that's the one team that doesn't matter where they play. They're here. I mean, they're in the building. Unless we're talking about the Utah Jazz and they play over there, there's no nightlife. But other than that, they're here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to shame from the game time guru if he's listening to me. That's like three Utah Jazz references or something. Shout out to the game time guru. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, seriously, that's a very, it's very, that's a very uh, fair assessment from a Warriors fan. I think I could see them, you know, just taking a step back and be like, you know what, the Bulls are the Bulls, you know. We can't, we can't get there, but you know what we can do is we can win rings. So I think 60-65 is a very fair assessment. How amazing would it be if they were so bored with winning that they're like, yeah, let's just knock it home court advantage and see how we do. <laughs> let's just get eight feet on purpose and just prove just, Yeah, exactly. Oh, we destroy the playoffs. That would be clutch. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be crazy. You know, for, for my predictions, I think they're going to actually win – Closer to what Randy was saying, probably around seventy, because yeah, that's why I said, this team, yeah, and, and KT too. I, I I think this team is just going to be. Don't forget about Portland, Vic. Don't forget about Portland. Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if they got mellow, I don't know that that's going to happen though. But uh, yeah, you know, I think they're going to probably win right around seventy. They're definitely going to win the championship. I'm saying right now and. I, I just really see this team playing it smart. We're also not taking into consideration the uh, no longer having four games and five nights. They removed that oh, from yeah. this season. So a lot of the players are going to yeah. be more rested. That's really big, yeah. Yeah, so I think we're going to see a better product overall in the court with the Warriors especially because they're going to all be healthy for for the most part unless some drastic injury occurs. And if these guys are already getting rest in between days now more than ever, and by the way, they did have the most uh, travel games in terms of the amount of days they traveled in the season they lost to the Cavs in the championship. So, I mean, they've had... Really? Yeah, they had... Uh-oh. Yeah, they had the Fun most... Um, they had the most games traveled. They were the the most traveled team that year, and the Cavs were the least. So, I mean, there goes to show you there why, why the Cavs won that year. <laughs> that so, is a great snap effect. <laughs> and so... That's where the math come in. Yeah, so, you know... Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, isn't there like a longer All-Star break this year, too? Yes, I believe they extended it by a few more days. Uh, it was a week last year, and now they extended it, I think, a, even a little bit more. And they removed some games from the preseason, I believe, to stretch out the regular season. That way, we didn't have the four games in five nights. So, I mean, that that's great, too, to see. And 
Um, yeah, they always started around Halloween time. Now they're starting around mid-October, which is good for us. You exactly. Know? Let's, let's get this. Let's get the season on. Let's go. Let's bring it on. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty much uh, in fair assessment. Like I think it's pretty much sum up this uh, sum up this uh, podcast. We can call it domination. I mean, that's pretty much uh, what the Warriors are in for. Unless uh, we can get some real challenger out there, you know. Hey, uh, Kawhi, Pop, you listening? Right. <laughs> <laughs> of course they are. Yes, definitely. Of course, Pop, Great stuff. Do you guys have any other questions? Or you want to talk about anything else? Um, I know we're kind of getting close to the end, but I mean, I think we pretty much covered it. I mean, other than the fact that uh, we, you know, no, we know the inevitable could happen. It could be Warriors cap the Tetralogy, which is the fourth time. Uh, math, math wizard coming back here, but uh, no, nah, it, it really. I, I, let's just hope there's. Let's hope there's at least some, you know, spicy headlines in the midfield. I mean, at, at least we could hope for that, right? Instead of you know, we know who's the front runners. Maybe we get like a a Denver Nuggets team like surprise the world and get like a seventh seed or somebody out of the blue of the East, you know, we never expected that. That'd be kind of more of a storyline. Yeah. Yeah. The buck with the, with the Greek freak. I mean, you got, you can't forget out the Greek freak and, uh, see a free. You know what I no, no, no. What's that? Lakers getting eight seed in the West and challenging the crap out of the Warriors in the first playoff series. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. My man. That's, Add me on Twitter. I, that's what, that's what the fans want to see. And that's what the NBA needs. They need someone that's been garbage for for a while. It just came back. Cinderella came story. Back. We need it. Yeah. Man, I would like that. They my second favorite team. The Suns can make a run. I don't know. So let's go Suns. That's <laughs> oh, all right. No. Devin Booker is amazing, but come on, guys. Yeah, I mean, even his 70 points game, he can't Marley, so. <laughs> but yeah, we covered it, man. This 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 podcast yeah. should have been a lot quicker because we we know what's gonna happen. But uh, we uh, we did a lot of good content here, guys. I really appreciate it. Definitely, yeah. Sure. Thank, thank you, yeah, definitely. yeah. Thank you guys all for being on. And as we wrap See up you here, next year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And look forward to having you guys on too during the regular season because really enjoyed all your guys' oh, yeah, yeah. takes and yeah. opinions. So this is great stuff and. As we wrap up, we'll go ahead and start off the uh, end and the way we started off with Brent. You want to go ahead and let the listeners know um, where they can find you online if you have anything, or do you want to plug your anchor station? Uh, no, I don't really have a, a, an anchor station, but you know, if this is around and me and Vic are buddies, uh, I'll be where Vic is. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Posting about NBA because that's what we do. Uh, we just sit there and talk NBA for days probably without eating or drinking water and you know, <laughs> really love NBA that much and love basketball that much um, but uh, you know I, I may be you know I may be um, able to just you know give you guys a different perspective of, of what I think is going to happen in the NBA just based on my views which may not agree with Vic or Randy or KT and those things might be interesting to you so you know, everybody just keep tuned. Great. I'll be paying attention, man. Yes, same here. All right, KT, do you want to go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you online and as well as your podcast and station? Yeah, I'm going to definitely, guys, I got an anchor station. Check me out, Touchtown. Uh, I started the new branding over from KT Nation, but uh, it's kind of an interesting transition. I don't want to get too in-depth of it, but uh, if you want to be a mayor on my station, you know what to do. And uh, Touch of Culture Opinions, you can find me online, Apple iTunes Podcast. Also, if you can just literally type in the Touch of Culture Opinions, you'll see my opinion app, and you can either, you know, drop a like, you know, drop a sub, drop a review. You guys know what to do. I mean, I, I trust you. And uh, I can't wait to be on Vic's uh, show for the regular season. Maybe we'll uh, have a spicy headline, and uh, <laughs> maybe some star gets hurt week one. And that would, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll uh, see. I mean... Maybe it's uh, Swaggy P because he was out too late drinking. I don't know. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean they, uh, nah, right. but seriously, uh, I can't wait for the regular season. And, uh, thank you, Vic, for this uh, this opportunity, man. It's been great. This is uh, I've never actually been on, you know, been on hosting a podcast till this year. And so it's great to be on some. So can't wait for the uh, future. 
Good stuff. Thanks, KT. All right, Randy, you want to go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you as well? Well, to be honest, Vic, I don't even care to tell people to find me anywhere. Just I want to thank you for uh, putting together a great content for 30 days and really uh, shout you out. Uh, you know, uh, I am the All-NBA Podcast, but I, I really do appreciate the, that you've allowed me to be on uh, the both episodes that you had me on, and then now this one. So shout out to you, Vic. You've been putting the content up, and you've been consistent with it. And I know it hasn't been easy, and I know that, you know, you've definitely been putting in hard work. So thanks for having me on and just giving me a space to kind of just speak my mind and talk my crazy conspiracy theories at (laughs) random and my Laker bias. You know, I'm just a fan. I'm not really an analyst like that. I just like to talk that talk about the NBA. So thank you, Vic, for – allowing us to be a part of the finale and much success to you. I'm going to do everything I can to promote your content so you can keep uh, putting your uh, your platform out there. So, you know, I'm on Anchor, but whatever. I'm, I'm all about what you got going on. Like, you've been doing great. Appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Thank thank you guys all so much. And it's just, it's been a blast talking with you guys, too, on the, the podcast episodes I had you on previously and, and appreciate you guys definitely taking the time to chat and it means the world to me. I'm, I'm glad that we're all able to connect and, um, you know, make make new friends here um, through the Anchor app as well. So it's just been a blast. And, yeah, really happy to have you all on for this finale episode. And I am happy that this project is finally uh, sunsetting for this year for the, the NBA preseason. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, this is where you this is where you add like the super somber song, like to get like the emotional <laughs> finale kind of last song. <laughs> Thank you so much for following along this 30 day journey as I covered the 30 NBA teams in 30 days during the month of August for this year's NBA preseason predictions, as well as the entire season's predictions for this upcoming 2017 2018 season. Now, I think this is going to be season one of the 30-day podcast series. I am planning on doing it again next year. It's been so much fun talking to all the different hosts over on Anchor about their favorite NBA teams, and I really learned a lot from this whole entire experience, and I would really appreciate it if you would be able to let us know your thoughts in a Apple podcast review by clicking on the podcast player of your choice and going to the reviews part and leaving us an honest review. I would love to hear your thoughts and look forward to doing this again next year.